Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. Billy Graham once said that the next great move of God, he believed, would be among Christians in the marketplace. We believe that too. We want to be a part of it, and we want to help equip and inspire you to do the same. So please, follow us on socials at Expert Ownership. If you haven't been to our website yet, check it out, expertownership.com. But we are excited about what God is going to speak through us to you today. Here we go. Welcome to Expert Ownership. This is a podcast. That's a great intro, Larry. Yeah, thanks. I this appreciate is, it. I'm glad you told them that this was a podcast. Yeah, I was about to get into what the podcast was about. Yeah, they, they probably... Click the button on their phone for podcast, and you had to remind them, hey, there it is. this is a podcast. They probably clicked the button that said, learn, and then you had to figure out, what. how do I want to learn today? Podcast, maybe? No, what are we learning today? Well, we're going to learn how no one is as smart as everyone, Ooh. which... Did you come up with that? No, that's not mine. That's... It's a Chinese uh, proverb. It's probably a Chinese proverb. In fact, it's... Um, you know what? I'm not going to remember it right now, but it's going to come to me at some point yeah. during this podcast. I'm going to blurt it out. Well, in but in your it. case, it's a Korean proverb. Yeah, that's right. It's a Korean proverb. But th- So I guess we're talking teams. Yeah, we're talking teams. Exactly. And oh. unfortunately, this is one of the major hurdles that mm. entrepreneurs face yeah. because they can't figure out how to relinquish control over stuff because they feel like if I do it myself, it'll get done faster and probably better, yeah. which usually is true. Yeah. But in the long run... You don't have anybody else hey, around you. And that leads into a Chinese proverb. <laughs> Tell me. You can go faster alone, but only further together. That ain't Chinese. That's American. It's Chinese proverb. Oh, who, who told you it was a Chinese I have no idea, but I just know uh, things. You're just trying to I know be things like, through osmosis. Like meet the quota or something. Dude, that's straight up American. American? I don't know who made that up, but I do think it's true. But it is true. Uh, we, we've said many times, Larry, let me jump in real quick, Jason. No, 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 I have another quote, and this one's original with me, okay? This is an well, original Jason like, Benham quote. I feel like I'm not sure I can trust the credibility of it. This is a right. real quote. Well, when you okay. hear this quote, it's going to blow your hair back. Teamwork makes the dream work. That's definitely not yours. So, I came up with that yesterday on the can. I remember, I remember, <laughs> I remember when we were at Liberty playing baseball, and our coach, Johnny Hunton, boys, I want you all to know there's no I in team. And our right fielder, Ryan Rowetter, was standing at the back of the group, and he raised his hand and goes, yeah, coach, but there is a me in team. Yeah. <laughs> coach that is true. Just spell team backwards. That's mate. <laughs> <laughs> this is why people don't like our podcast. Mate. Like, you guys take eight That's minutes to get into it. To get right about. into it. Oh, this is the fun part. I was about to I say, so I remember writing our book, and we studied about teamwork. And about the Calgary Stampede, where the first place horse, it was a big horse pull, first place horse pulled 8,000 pounds, the second place horse pulled 7,000 pounds. So the owners, after the stampede was over, they got together and they said, hey, let's put them together and and see what they can pull. And of course, if you do the math, that's 15,000 pounds. But they pulled 30,000 pounds, which is really cool because it just shows that teamwork, good teamwork, brings synergy. You accomplish so much more. And I'm going to give the John Maxwell quote. Jason's given all these garbage quotes that he's given. International quotes. Given to the Chinese when it's American. And my own. John Maxwell, an American, said, the greatest leaders hand off the baton at top speed. So if you're going to build a business, you have to be able to succeed through others at top speed. Not like (laughs) you're falling through. 
Wait, are you, like are you saying don't hand the baton off to a smoker? Is no, that what you're yeah. saying? <laughs> I'm talking about your, you're like at the end of your <laughs> Marlboro. <laughs> Got it. No. <laughs> Sam, make a note of that. Don't hand the baton off to a heavy smoker. <laughs> We got it. You're just the person. You're barely getting through the finish line because you have completely run out of juice. When you build your company from the start, you have to think about getting the right team in place. And of course, that's probably what we're going to cover. Today. Okay, so I've got another original. Okay, All right, this is so Jason Benham original. Going. Okay, synergy is better than energy. Huh? That's someone not bad. Guarantee someone. Nobody said. gave that to me. Sam, yeah, fact but, check, please. Make yeah. sure synergy is better than energy. Fact energy? check it. Synergy is better than energy. Okay, no, but it's even. It's not just with the horse pool at the Calgary Stampede. You look at them. You you would think that the first place horse pulls eight thousand pounds. The second place pulls seven thousand pounds. The owners put them together, and you're like, oh man, they're gonna pull sixteen, seventeen, eighteen thousand because together maybe it's fifteen thousand plus. They pull thirty thousand, so it's double the impact with the exact same amount of effort. Now, where do we get this from, and where does this principle come from? It comes from scripture. When scripture, and I forget the passage that says, one can put 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000 10, to flight. That's 10x. So, you know, Grant Cardone talks all about 10x. Well, he gets that from God, right? God is the author of the 10x. Yeah. You want to 10x your results in any area of life, you do it with a team, right? The most organic form of team, a human team, is a marriage. That's good. Yeah. But you look at the millionaire next door. He went and did this research of all these millionaires. I forget when he wrote the book. Oh, it was the early 90s, I think. One of the characteristics of the millionaires that he found was that they got married and they stayed married. It was like you get married to one person and then you stay monogamous to that person. It's not like you're just jumping from one to the... And he discovered that that is what defined, is one of the things that defined a millionaire, a person that was actually successful. The three of us, we're all married. And we would say, number one, before we did anything or partnered with anybody, it's like bring our wives into it. We've wanted yes. to partner with a few people and we're like, okay, we love you as a person, but dude, we're going to have to go to dinner. Our wives are going to have to be there. And we need to see you and your wife interact with each other. And we found some great partners. But we've also headed some off at the past because, look, if your wife isn't, you know, your guy, if your wife isn't flourishing, that says something about you. Now, it's not always the case. Sometimes somebody's really sick. That's right. Or there are seasons where people are wrestling through stuff. Of course. Yeah. But we really want to see that. So, anyway, that's the most organic form of team. You can accomplish a lot more. When God brings people into your life, and as business owners, it brings synergy, and it's way better than energy. Okay, let me ask a question, because the two of you have run several businesses now, and at some point you had to decide, I want to let go of this, I want somebody else to take it and run with it, but you had to see something in that person to feel like, okay, even if I'm not totally comfortable, I'm still going to do it. What was it about the person that you said, you can handle this, you can take it, even if it's going to cause me pain initially? Yeah, okay, so I would say... It's not about a skill set. It's not about experience. Because if you're good at business and you listened to our podcast on systems, and maybe you've read our book, Expert Ownership, and maybe you've bought the course, Mastering Small Business, we talk so much about systems. Maybe you've even dove into one of our workshops that we do live in Charlotte on systems. If you've built a good system, then really you don't need all that much talent on the other side to run that system. But what you need are the intangibles, the things that anybody can do. Hard work, discipline, a person of their word. They show up when they're supposed to show up. They are what we would call a level one worker. 
you know, the four levels of worker. You need to explain this. The, this is great. Oh, man, it's it's life-changing. It's not original with me, although I would like to take credit for it. A buddy of mine gave this message at a church service, and I said, I'm going to steal that and take it. And he said, I think I might have stole it myself. I said, okay, well, I'm going to use it anyway. Four levels of worker. Level one worker, they walk into a room. So the person walks into a room. They walk into a room. They see what needs to be done, and they do it. That's level one worker. Nobody says That's, anything. They nope, just do it. Nobody says it. They just see it, and they do it. Level two worker, they walk into a room, they see what needs to be done, and they ask, can I help? Right? So they're asking, which is great. It's proactive. Level three worker, they walk into a room, they see what needs to be done, and when they're asked, they'll jump in. So they need to be asked, but when they're asked, they'll do it. No problems. Level four worker, they walk into a room, see what needs to be done, and they turn around and leave the room because they don't want to be asked anything. Or they walk in the room and they don't see what needs to be done because they're too self-absorbed. But you know what I'm saying? So, so business owners are all level one workers for the most part. I can't make a broad statement, but level one workers, we entrepreneurs, we see what needs to be done. We do it. We proact. We do these things, right? Nobody needs to tell us we're self-starters. But Which, we by the way, a level one, let me give you an analogy. A level one is a thermostat, not a thermometer. In other words, a thermostat controls the environment. It actually fixes it to a better feeling, right? I mean, a thermometer simply reflects the environment. So a level one worker is, is a thermostat. Sets the tone. Yeah. That's right. and, and if you've got a level one worker, you need to know at some point you need to start thinking about bringing them into equity or profit share or something. Otherwise, they're going to start their own thing. So how often does this happen? Level one workers come in, they're drivers, they're motivated, they're going to take initiative. If you don't give them the freedom to run, you don't give them the mm. reward or the compensation that maybe they feel like they're entitled to, how do you navigate that? You have conversations about that? Yeah. Do you do you bring it up to them directly? Because what people really want to know here is, okay, I got to get this mix right. How many level ones? How many level twos? Level threes? Which we don't have an exact answer for that, but we do need to talk about that a little bit. But specifically with ones, because these are like your generals often. Yeah. Yeah. David, I want you to answer that in just a second, but I, I want to go back to the levels one, two, three, four. So level one owns the business. You build businesses on the backs of levels two and three, right? A three is a an employee and will never go beyond that. They'll never move up the ladder just because they just do what they're told to do. Level two, they're good employees. They're great managers. And you don't have to worry about them going out and being a level one. They're not going to try to steal your business because they don't really want to. Run from a level four. So in business, that's how the mix yeah. should look. And then yeah. tell them about uh, level A level ones. one, Jason and I, it's two specific, I think of two specific uh, workers for us in particular. Both were ones at different times in our business. The first guy that was a one... I recognized it incredibly early because I was just seeing how he was, he had so much initiative and literally would come into our meetings and would already have situation, solution, and suggestion already lined up, which is our three meeting plan. Jason and I say, if anyone's going to meet with us, the first thing they have to do is you have to clearly identify the situation. What are the available solutions that are out there and what is your suggestion? If you cannot articulate that, then you cannot meet with us. And the same is for us with our clients. We want to hold ourselves to that as well. Well, level ones generally have those right out of the gate. You do not have to sit there and train them, although they do kind of need this simple 3S grid, but they generally have this. And so I saw this guy, he comes in. I mean, it's, he's just, I told Jason, I said, this guy is an entrepreneur. He's probably better than we are, which is great. And unfortunately, a lot of leaders and stuff I've seen in the past, and so I learned from history they just try to stifle these guys or hold them down or not give them their opportunity because there's an ego. 
I was like, oh my gosh, dude, you need to start this, 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 and this. I'm going to give you an opportunity to take these four franchises. We'll work out a financial deal because I know you're going to crush it. Now, today, his company is probably four times the size of our first company. And he's a beast. He's awesome. And he's giving. We are in great relationship together. Our kids hang out together. He's just an awesome guy. But we could have easily held him down and it, it could have very quickly it's like to put two bulls into the same pasture you got to very quickly recognize that so anyway we made a ton of money off this guy and he's done a very good job now fast forward about 10 years later another guy comes in same type of person he's a level one i can see it but he doesn't have the intangibles that the first guy had. He lacked a little character. He got a little bit arrogant. I could see his social media was a little arrogant. Smoker? Uh, deep, no, heavy smoker? No, not a deep, oh, heavy sure. smoker. <laughs> I need a, I need a thing. There it is. I Vapor. <laughs> but I, I noticed it. And instead of me dealing with some of the character issues that I, I could have, because he was younger than me and he was going to work for us, and he did work for us for several years, I kind of let it go. I just thought I, I had a check in my heart like, He's got the same thing that the first guy had who's crushing it, but he's got some character issues. And so I never could elevate him to a position of authority, or and I never could really get him where I wanted him to go because of the character issues. So one day I decided, you know what, I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to have these character issues dealt with. And uh, he just did not take it very well. I should have done it more gently because I, I recognized he was a one and I knew what was going to happen. So he ends up leaving the company, taking what probably our largest client, and the guy started a multi-million dollar company off of that one client. And that was our multi-million dollar client. The guy came to us. He was an equity group out of New York. He came to us because of our name, because of our brand, and he wanted to speak to me. And this was year, about three years prior. I actually handed him off to the young protege because I was like, you're going to crush this. And I was empowering him. But in the back of my head, I'm like, he's still arrogant. This is, gonna, this is not going to turn out good. You know, and I knew it. But anyway, so I empowered the first one, and it did great because he had the intangibles. He had character. I did not empower the second, although I did kind of empower the second one, but he didn't have the character and the intangibles, and he took a client, basically burned the whole ship. Well, down. let me let me just finish that story because... I said ship, by the way, with a P. Burn that like, ship down. <laughs> ship. Okay, like a boat. I was sitting, this was about two years after this dude. No, it, it might have been three years after this dude up and took one of our clients and making tons of money and then you could see, like he was posting stuff on social media and you could see the dude had turned into an absolute buffoon who was in love with his success i mean in love with it and even when there were riots in charlotte homeboy was one of the dudes who jumped up on a cop car oh, was and was like throwing molotov cocktails or whatever Crazy. all that stuff was going on but anyway i'm sitting in a restaurant in downtown concord north carolina and this woman is serving us younger woman she just looks disheveled like not kept up well and she came up and she said are you one of the benhams and i said yeah she said my husband used to work with you and she gave me the name of the guy and i said oh wow and she said well i he's not really my husband anymore he's my ex-husband i said what are you kidding she's like when he started making money he changed and then wow. he left me and i said okay so he He's making all this money right now, and you're waiting tables. She's like, yeah, but, you know, God's doing something, and he's, you know, I'm, I'm experiencing a kind of a revival in my own life. And my heart broke for her. 
I remember my wife and I, we talked about it and left her some great tip. You know, I mean, I always encourage entrepreneurs, God's blessed you financially. One of the best places to bless people. Yeah, that's right. One of the best places to bless people is the working poor, which is often like a little diner or a place like that. Go into that place and drop them three digit tips, like, and just watch how they respond. But they're working. They're not like trying to make money off of unemployment. And so my heart broke for her. And I remember talking with my wife about it. And I'm like, that's a failure right there. Like, I don't care how much money you make in business. You dropped your primary team member right there. And so he lost the ability to have synergy in his life because God has already tied a man's prayer life and a man's relationship with God is determined by how he treats his wife. Even I forget this, the reference in First scripture. Peter. It says, I'm not even listening to your prayers because yeah. of the way you treated the wife of your youth. And I thought about this young man and I thought, man, you have lost synergy in your life. That, yeah, you're going to be expending all this energy. You no longer have God's presence, and your efforts will not be 10 x because of the way you treated your primary teammate. Let me ask a question about team building. Can threes become twos? Can twos become ones? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. How? Yeah. Well, I honestly believe it ta- does take some training, you know, because, I mean, I'm a parent. Do your kids automatically walk in and... They do anything yeah. I tell them to do the first time, every time. That's right. But <laughs> so no, your kids, so they're threes. your kids do have a bent. Like I've got yes. one kid that loves his room clean, and I've got another kid that she doesn't even recognize that that Chick-fil-A wrapper's been sitting on the floor for a week. And why would I need to get rid of it, Dad? Yeah. It's fine there. She doesn't even know. But we're training her. Yeah. It's, so that's what I was saying is as, as a parent, can we do this with our kids? Can, can we take our kids who are all fours and move them to three? where they're actually doing what they're supposed to. Yes, you can. And then can you get them to twos where they actually, you know, will come in and and ask, well, that's going to take a heart change. Like only the Holy Spirit can do that. You can move a four to a three just by, you know, threat, (laughs) punishment. (laughs) But to move a three to a two where they're now moved into a place where they look and they're like, okay, can I help? They have to have a desire for that. And honestly, yeah, you can train it, you know, yeah, through through rewards yes, and incentivizing and incentivizing and that type of thing. But in all honesty, you know, I mean, we're believers. We say the Holy Spirit's got to do the work and do a work in your life so that you're not just incentivized through reward. Your reward is smiling in your heart when you're walking out of the office and you do see that wrapper on the floor and you kneel down and pick it up and throw it away. Like you're the only person that knows that you did that except God. God knows. And knowing that you just made him smile should be worth it to you. And, and But a simple way to go back to the three S's, situation, solution, suggestion, that is very quick and easy to, to help shift them up the ladder to become level ones. Because you've got to be familiar with the situation. Like you got to know your job. you got to know what our clients, our customers. you got to know our products or our services. you got to know it. So you got to know the situation you got to know what's the available solutions for us and how can we meet the needs in the marketplace, whatever the business may be. And then you also can train them and even incent them to come up with suggestions that are going to minimize mouse clicks or come up with suggestions that are going to make us better. Come up with a suggestion that's going to make us further hone our uh, customer journey or our avatar or whatever it may be. We talk a lot about launching faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. I think what business owners often want to know is, when do I quit investing in somebody because I feel like I'm at the end of the line and they're just not going to get there? So the language I've used in the past is, when do you keep stretching somebody because you feel like they've got more in them? 
when do you come alongside them and just continue to support them? Because they might be underperforming, but they've got the potential. Yes. So where do you draw the line okay. between, okay, I actually need to cut ties because people get confused here. They feel like, am I just supposed to pray about it? And is that it? Or can they actually underperform at a level where you feel like you've not met the criteria, you no longer get to do this job? Yeah, you you have to put timelines out there. You know, you've got to be very clear. Clarity is kindness. I've heard that quote many times before, but clarity is kindness. You've got to put timelines out, whether it's six months, 12 months, or whatever, with key performance indicators. Like, you just got to track. And, and if they're not going to do it, and there's not a humble, teachable spirit, now I remember hearing it at a Promise Keepers event, A.R. Bernard said, good men are not perfect men. A good man is quick to repent, quick to forgive, and has a teachable spirit. And I thought, wow. And that's the same thing with... Say, hey, with say, that, say that one more a time. A good man is not a perfect man. A good man is quick to repent, quick to forgive, and has a teachable spirit. And so when Jason and I are hiring people, and if we see that they don't have a teachable spirit, we cut it quick. But if we see that they're also a gossip or they, you know, they're quarrelsome or some of these other things, we put it on a timeline pretty tight, 30 days, 60 days. We have to identify the character issue. Sometimes if people just won't listen and they won't yield, then you just have to cut it off. Scripture teaches us multiple times in Proverbs to drive out a gossip, to drive out a quarrelsome person, to drive out an unteachable person. Like, get them out. Like, you, you can't. That will corrupt your teamwork, that will corrupt the the corporate culture. I will say this. There's also a principle in Scripture that Boaz applied. He always saved room around the edges of his field because there was a Old Testament law that said to the business owner and to the field owners, don't glean to the edges of your field. Leave those for the working poor. In other words, don't drive every drop of profit out of your company. Save some room. And Jason and I, the way we do it is not just save room with money. We save room with jobs. There are some jobs that we have that are kind of the flex jobs. And it's like, you're just giving the person, that person is really kind of belligerent. You know, they really, some of my buddies are like, hey, could you uh, take my kid? You know, <laughs> they're 22 years old or whatever. It's like, okay, yeah, we'll take them for six months, but this is what we have to see. Those are the type of flex jobs that if your company's growing and you can afford it, you definitely need to be doing that. That's great. Hey, All but right. I will say something, but, but, I, but, I got <laughs> one thing, but I got one thing though about team that Jason and I are so vitally important that we did at the very beginning of our business that most entrepreneurs really struggle with because if you want to go leave the corporate world and now in the midst of cancel culture, you might be losing your job. And with when you lose your job, you lose benefits. And people are afraid of that. The very first thing that Jason and I did was we got online and we found Christian Healthcare Ministries and we, we saw the whole medical sharing thing. And I thought, well, there's no way these premiums or these monthly gifts, they call them, that could be this low. And it's going to cover all of my medical expenses for my family. There's no way. So Jason and I made a couple of phone calls. And anyway, after talking to them, they'd only had six, 7,000 members at the time. Now Christian Healthcare, gosh, more than half a million. This is one of the things in 2003 that we were the most nervous about was healthcare for us owning our own business. And so David and I joined in 2003 and that's 18 years. But, but here's what the thing. You say? But, but I was just going to say this. When you go traditional insurance, Blue Cross or Aetna or whatever it may be, they don't really feel like a teammate. When we brought Christian Healthcare to the table, they have been a teammate of ours yeah. that has literally impacted our lives. So, uh, I mean, uh, we've give, had five uh, kids. Yeah. 
all maternity paid for. I've had three knee surgeries. My daughter was two weeks in the hospital, one week in the ICU, and Christian Healthcare came in and took, and care, of took care of all of that. And there's no arguing over eight. What's the eighty twenty, and will they pay this, and will they? Pay? I mean, it's just been a real blessing. So you know, we we brought a bookkeeper in, which we absolutely love. That was not a direct teammate, but inside of our company, but outside. And then we brought in Christian Healthcare. That has been a phenomenal team. Anyway. I just wanted to throw that in because we're sitting here and I'm thinking about Jason and I just got our, we're 46 now, so we just got our physicals. And I was yeah. sitting I was yeah, sitting in do. the doctor and he's like, can I tell anybody about that? No. no. Do not Jason. talk about it. Okay. I'm just going to say that I fainted when I got the IV, okay? That's all. I, was, I wasn't yeah, going to tell you about my colonoscopy. Okay, come on. Anyway, so I was very thankful that Christian Healthcare has been such a great teammate with us for so long. So anyway, yeah, that's it. Teammates, one, twos, threes, and fours avoid the fours, takes the twos and threes and continue to train them. They'll eventually become ones, maybe, sometimes. And if they become a one, you better tie them into some equity because they're going to take your company over. That's right. You probably can't have all ones anyways. You do Heck need no. these twos and threes. People need to realize that the mix is healthy. Yep, that's Having exactly a mix right. is healthy. All right, own it or loan it. As we wrap up today, you know how it goes. Own it. Would you keep it? Would you hold on to it? Would you endorse it? Loan it. Get that thing out of here. I want nothing to do with it. Can I tell you before you say the thing? Yeah. Okay, loan it. Why? No. He doesn't even know. I don't know. Own it or loan it. Annual exams. I mean, you have to own it, but you'd rather loan it. You you have to have an annual exam. I just had one. I mean, it's not comfortable at all. But what about you? You got to own it, 100%. You a little checkup? You got to. Have you had your 40-year-old physical? Oh, it's not happy. It doesn't make me happy. No, it does not. Wait, you're 45. You're 45, that's hey, right. you got to get a colonoscopy, too. Well, I'm going to go ahead now, and save that for a later date. Are you going to ask me if I would own yeah. it or loan Annual it? Annual exams, I, own I, it or loan it. Absolutely own it. I mean, imagine, I mean, they're they're kind of a pain in the butt. Well, wow. I guess I shouldn't say that. Well, they oh, are. Yeah. If you're it's talking not a real colonoscopy. Pain. It's not a pain. It's just an odd feeling. Anyway, why do we always devolve? I don't know. It's I don't know. Jason. Let's wrap up on that note. <laughs> hey, don't talk. forget. Don't forget. Subscribe, rate, review this podcast if it helps you. You know, if it helps you in your um, your scheduling of your annual reviews, your annual exams, or <laughs> it helps you in building your business. I mean, it's all great. We're here to help. But thanks for joining us. Hope that you'll come back and join us next week. Do not forget, at end of every episode we tell you the same thing impact over income but it is okay to have both just get the order right we'll see you next time